I, I, I mean, it was like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of room to move around and stuff, but it was, it did make it like intimate, like, you know, yeah. people were talking. I saw people talking to each other that either hadn't, hadn't seen someone in a long time, hadn't fished with someone in a long time. I saw people talking that had never met before, but had talked on the internet or they've seen their yeah, posts yeah. and whatnot. And I saw people talking that I I saw like old school NJ fishing guys talking to new school uh, mayhem guys that had no interaction with each other ever, even on the internet or anywhere. They were kicking up conversations too. I mean, it was awesome. Also, uh, River River Gnome was able to get a picture with every female in the room. <laughs> well, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the New Jersey Multi-Species Podcast. I am your host, Joe Santiago, and as usual, my partner, Chris Pereira. Well, Joe, you don't sound too good. I don't. I don't feel good either. Um, you could, uh, what are we doing? Oh, God. All right, so, uh, Joe's feeling a little bit under the weather, I guess, still, but, uh, we are going to start the episode with a recap of the NJ Fishing uh, Multi-Species Mayhem Christmas Party that we had. Um, by the time this airs, Christmas has happened. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. The Christmas party was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, it was. Joe was there, but uh, much like he's acting now, he was a little out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little under the weather. I think if I could quote Jerry, um, where's Joe? He's late. He forgot the buckets. And then when he finally showed up, I think he said, uh, Joe, Joe finally got here. He's late and he looks like he fell out of a clown's ass. Yeah, that is what he said, isn't it? Those yeah. are his exact words. And I almost hit the floor laughing because it was deadly accurate. All right, whatever. <laughs> well, anyway, we're gonna bring uh, we're gonna bring Jerry on here in a second, and we're kind of just gonna recap the party real quick. Um, Christmas party was a major success. Uh, it actually was like more crowded than anyone thought it was gonna be, but uh, I think there was still enough room for everyone. The prizes were just ridiculous. Like we ran out of time because we couldn't, we didn't have enough time to give the prizes out. Um, but then we just like stayed past the time anyway and kept giving out shit. And then like Jerry's wife like just snapped and started <laughs> just <laughs> launching t-shirts into the crowd. And then me and Chris started throwing t-shirts. It, it got crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. 
it was great. Met a lot of really cool people that like uh, Joey X. Uh, I've talked to him online for years, and I never have uh, met in person. Finally met him in person. That was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone yeah, else. I haven't fished with Joey in a long time. Me, him, and uh, Scotty went on Mikey K's uh, saltwater boat years ago, and we went shark fishing, caught a, a thresher shark. It was actually pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw that picture. That picture was in the Christmas party collage that took me two hours to make that Jerry didn't even attempt to put on a TV screen at the party anyway. He just threw it in the garbage. Chris is totally ignoring everything I'm, I'm saying. I'm sorry. I, I accidentally <laughs> tried. I'm tr I tried to pull Jerry's brother, Joe, into the Skype, which he wasn't ready till later when I, which is when I told him <laughs> I meant to, I meant to try to bring Jerry into the call. <laughs> All right. So give me I'll, a second here. Oh, that's right. Jerry's coming on this episode. So I'm actually going to ask him why he just disregarded my two hours of slideshow work and threw it into a trash bin somewhere. Oh, yeah, you got to hold on to that for a second. Yeah, give me one second here because I'm bringing, uh, we're bringing uh, Jerry in. I'm trying to think, Joey X, I'm trying to think anyone else there that, like, I've pretty much talked to for a long time that I never actually met in person. Oh, there he is. I see him. Jerry, we were just talking about how we sent you all these pictures for the Christmas party slideshow that just vanished and seemed to never, uh, go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, along with your buckets, Joe. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, I already ripped him about that. Oh my gosh! I even I quoted I quoted your how Joe looked like he fell out of a clown's ass, man. I, I mean that could, that was dead on accurate. Oh but, yeah, uh, he shows up late, complains about not having the slideshow ready. Blah 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 blah. Well, but but fishing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, bes besides the rough start, I'm and the other thing was when I walked. So this was the same place, uh, Woodbridge Brewing Company. It was the same yeah. building that you've used for a long time. All the all the NJ fishing parties that I've ever been to have been there. But these were new owners, and we were in a different room. And I just remember when I walked in, I was just like, Jerry, how the hell are seventy people going to fit in this room? Yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, I had my doubts too, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, I don't know if you looked at the new uh, dining room they have down there, but it's all booths and they got that big, you know, those big vessels separating everyone. So, yeah, yeah it was crowded, but I don't know. I, th I, I mean, it was like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of room to move around and stuff, but. It was, it did make it like intimate, like, you know, yeah. people were talking. I saw people talking to each other that either hadn't, hadn't seen someone in a long time, hadn't fished with someone in a long time. I saw people talking that had never met before, but had talked on the internet or they've seen their yeah, posts yeah. and whatnot. And I saw people talking that I, I saw like old school NJ fishing guys talking to, new school uh, mayhem guys that had no interaction with each other ever, even on the internet or anywhere, they're kicking up conversations too. I mean, it was awesome. Also, uh, River, I, River Gnome was able to get a picture with every female in the room. <laughs> well, well, you know, we, 
whatever, <laughs> whatever floats his boat. Hey, and... you know what? At the end of the day, it's all good. I mean, you think about, um, you know, the money we raised for uh, Heroes on the Water. And listen, I know you guys uh, work tirelessly, uh, you know, getting, you know, all the prizes and stuff. And, you know, and even though it was a train wreck, it, Kind of worked, I guess. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it. No, I, I wouldn't call it a train wreck. It was like. Do you think it was a train wreck? No, it... I I would call it a runaway train that went up on two wheels multiple times, but stayed on the tracks. <laughs> what What about hey, Harry's hey. wife just launching the shirts everywhere? That like she was. La- Your oh wife has gosh. an arm on her. She was launching shirts. Holy crap! I was like, "What did you just do?" And she's like. <laughs> I don't know. The shirts were there. Joe was throwing out shirts. Chris was throwing out oh, shirts. Oh, did Joe start this? Because Joe Santiago did because he got panicked because we were running out of time. That, I believe. That makes sense. All I know is the box was there. Joe goes, we're out of time. Just start throwing these shirts. We don't have time to give them away. It turns out that that box wasn't just full of shirts to give out. That box had shirts that were uh supposed to be for specific people that we made them for yeah well and uh your guys shirts turned out to be in roots throwing pile too so guys <laughs> sorry guys, I, I did i job. did get i did get a mikey k shirt though but i left with a mikey k shirt Look, which i'm wearing i got this for you awesome Thank you. Yeah. All right, so I'll get one. <laughs> that's, that's better than that's, nothing, right? I got a Mike K shirt too. Did you? Wow. All right, so you got something. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, I heard you. I saw you complaining. You didn't get anything. I no, no, I didn't win anything. I won nothing. Oh. Mike K just gave me a shirt, and then of course, hit the shirt we owe him in return was in the box. We threw into the crowd also. No, no, I so. double checked with him. He got he did get a t shirt from from Max. Well, oh, and did, okay. you and uh, Joe Chris are going to be raiding Katie's treasure trove of stuff. Man, she and uh, Leah, my uh, buddy Mike's wife, they were like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wait a second. You know what I just realized? Three women won like 75% of the prizes. Because that other, the other woman, uh, Dana, I think her name is. Oh, Dana. Yeah. Gosh. She cleaned up too. She did too. Yeah. Good for them. Leah won the, she won the land bay sharking trip, right? No. Uh, Well, yeah. Leah Leah did. Leah did. And she won a Lake Pack on guided trip too. Yes, she did. Yes, she and she did. won something else too, right? Uh, she oh, won nor'easter stuff. Yeah, I won nothing. And, and a pack of lures, and she she won like a bag of lures. I couldn't, rem- I can't remember if it was the lures from Dow's or the lures from Mackin's Ribbon Lips, but she she won a bag of lures too. No, yeah, Mackin's well, Ripping Lips was Katie won. All that. right, then then Leah won the bag of lures from uh, Dow's. I, I I was taking the pictures of all the prizes. Yeah. There was dude, there were so many prizes. I took a pictures, I think, of every everyone holding their prize. I mean, there's no way I could put them all up here, but we'll get them all up on different posts on Mayhem, NJ Fishing, wherever. Yeah, man. What a great time, right? Jerry, it was it was awesome. And and honestly, it was 
it, it, it brought back a lot of memories. Like we haven't been able to do this in uh, what, four years. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, it was awesome. People wanted it to come back. Uh, people who just found out about it, wanted to come check it out. And, and they did. I know a lot of people, uh, regret not being either not being able to make it or uh, even a couple of people claimed they didn't know it was happening. I don't know what rock they were living under, but I did post it. I posted it everywhere. Well, listen, if you didn't have a good time at that party, it wasn't our fault, right? I mean, for sure. It's crazy no, how much stuff we gave out. Did, uh, did we have the numbers on, on the donation? Or are you saving that for a post you're going to make? No, uh, I already made the post and it was $1,060. And I emailed All the right. guy from Heroes on the Water um on sunday and they are just so thrilled and happy and you know listen it's all good right i mean the, and listen i know joe chris um you guys you know poured it all into it and uh so did your wives and girlfriends and i know ruth did and you know although it was like a blur for us it was all worth it Jerry, I, I don't know. I, I said this to you, too. I don't know how you and Ruth used to do this, just the two of you, honestly, because yeah. this was crazy. And then, you know, Joe shows up with eight buckets when we needed, like, two, and... Uh... He asked for four. <laughs> well, Chris, and truth be told, like, so it's about, I don't know, what time was the party? It was 7 o'clock. I texted them at, like, 645 ish thinking he'd be on his way down i said turn around now and go back to your house and pick up all the stuff that you forgot and he goes oh shit i forgot the buckets said, wait you just you just sent that text not knowing anything just almost no. the kind of bust his chops exactly exactly because he's told me how forgetful he is and so oh my uh, god just on a whim, I sent that text message and you said, oh shit, do you really need the buckets? And I'm like, yeah, oh we God. need buckets. And if you don't show up with the buckets, my wife, you're going to feel the wrath of my wife. Ruby. <laughs> you don't want to be on the other side of that. So I actually, I Googled it and it was like less time to just go to Woodbridge Harbor Freight and buy them than to go home. It was faster. Fresh buckets, fresh new buckets, fresh brand oh, new ones. I want one of those buckets for keepsake, Joseph. Oh, you could have it. All right then. They should have left it there. Yeah, no, Jerry. Joe texted me and said, "I I forgot the buckets. Do you have any buckets?" I said, "No, I don't have buck. I had." The best I had was uh, I had some Beamer hats that we could turn upside down and put stuff in. That was about it. Well, yeah, truth be told, I had some uh, buckets at home, but I wanted Joe to sweat it. <laughs> so he came through. In the end, he came through. No, hey, you know, the, all's, well, all's well that ends well, right? I mean, yeah. it was an awesome time. Uh, we'll be posting pictures and, and stuff all week on, on all our stuff from the from the party uh it was awesome that the guys from heroes on the water could actually yeah. be there and uh one of the veterans actually did a little speech which was awesome yeah and uh yeah you know i'm glad i'm glad everyone chipped in got the raffle tickets and we we're able to donate 
you know, over a thousand dollars to to this cause. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I, real, listen. I mean, every year this uh, this party just like surprises me and exceeds my expectations. I mean, the generosity of of uh, you know all the people who gave the door prizes and the people buying the tickets. I mean, it's just I don't know. It just amazes me every year. You think you'll do it again next year? Well, <laughs> Ruth is still recuperating, so I think uh, she might be in retirement. But uh, <laughs> I think we can get Katie um, and Joe, your wife, and uh, I don't know. We'll have to recruit some other women because us men are not very well organized. <laughs> What which at what point did you pick up on that? Was it uh, was it when we the shirts start or was it when like uh, the raffle numbers started getting mixed up and we didn't know which prize we were raffling off at any given time? Or hey, it's it's every year. I mean, it's like Groundhog Day. You know? Do you want to comment on? Do you want to comment on Chris just handing the rod off to some <laughs> random person in the crowd? Uh, what are you talking about? You Me and guys, Jerry are pretty sure you just grabbed it and gave it to someone. No, you guys called out a number while you were holding one of the rods, and everyone in the room thought that that's what the that number was for. You didn't? Yeah, and then and then you you know you can't take that back, Joe. No. What do you mean? I I was holding a bag of rubber stuff. You weren't head. the one calling what? the numbers. He the. Jerry called the number while he was holding the rod. So when the winner came up with that ticket, I said, all right, what prize? You? Oh, the rod. Everyone in that corner that heard me ask what was the prize thought it was the rod too. That's why no one said anything. Yeah, but it was in your hand. I'm not my hand. I didn't touch nothing. <laughs> oh, look, I, I was just taking pictures of the prize winners. Hey, I yeah, told you we were... Look, while we were singing the 12 days of fish miss, we were basically wasting a lot of time that we should have been giving out prizes. And then next thing we know, there's only 10 minutes left. And uh, Jerry's wife, Ruth, is going like this on her watch. You guys are running out of time. Oh, Dude, I feel on. like I was on a game show. The 12 days of fish miss was a whopping success. You got to like that. Come on. That was funny. That yeah. was pretty and funny. The, I, I, and, and the ugly... Christmas sweater contest. Come on. Got to have video, but Chris banned all video from the room. <laughs> There's video. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. All right. Then. Are you Post kidding me? Up. People were recording all kinds of stuff. Oh, I thought you banned it. Uh, no. I mean, I you wanted to film people, you know, I don't know. Some people don't like to be filmed, especially when they've been drinking. <laughs> oh, especially with the uh eggplant and uh someone dancing with it down in the after hour party oh we don't talk about the after party not naming any names we we don't talk about the after party or the eggplant <laughs> well jerry thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for asking us to be a part of this yeah uh, and uh hopefully we get jerry. to go fishing together soon Jerry, before you leave, uh, the whole rest of the episode, we're devoting to kind of people jumping on and giving yeah. their best catches, best fishing stories. You kind of gave us the idea to kind of close out the year. 
Do you have what's your favorite catch of the year? Just real quick before we let you go. What well, jumped out I, at you for you? I have to say it was. Uh, Can I guess? Can I guess first? Can I guess ahead. what it is? Frank Mahalik's uh, Blackfish. Well, no, this, I'm t- asking Jerry what's his favorite personal catch that he caught. Well, I didn't have to be, <laughs> I, I didn't happen to be with Frank Mahalik when he caught that Blackfish, so that's not mine. Uh, although I like Frank, it's not my favorite uh, fishing thing. I guess it had to be. Uh, with my grandson, man, uh, we just had such a great time uh, fishing in the spring and the fall, and he's really, he's really, really into it now. And I, uh, you know, that what'd you guys just, fish for? How old heart. is he? Well, he's seven, um, and we fished at the South Branch uh, in the spring and the fall, and uh, he caught a couple of trout in the spring, and he caught a largemouth. Um, at the South Branch, all by himself, and so you know, that's it I right guess, there. Nice. I, I, I guess I'd have to say that was mine. That's awesome. A, that's a good start. Everyone yeah, else man. coming on is going to have to follow that. There you go, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, thanks for coming on and and re rehashing, recapping the uh, the Christmas party. It was awesome again. Uh, I hope you know. I'm glad we could help you bring it back, and I'm glad you mm-hmm. decided to mm-hmm. bring it back. Thank you, guys. Gary. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, man. Later. Yeah, when you kind of when you said uh, favorite catch of the year, I thought you were kind of talking about like. Wait, so you so you think people are are coming on to the show to talk about other people's catches? (laughs) Like, what's their favorite (laughs) catch that anyone has? When you told me to do this episode, you told me, well, who caught the best fish of the year? Pick them out. And I'm saying, well, okay. So I said, for all the awesome fish that have been caught, like. Oh, okay. I understand. No, it's a miscommunication. Doing two separate episodes at the same time here. Now I'm on yours now. Just to be clear, the guests are coming on and telling us their stories of how they caught their favorite fish of 2023. Okay. And share, I mean, they can share as much or as little as they want. We don't like to mention names of lakes when they're smaller places, but I'll leave it up to the guest. Uh, I'm not bleeping out any names of, uh, I'm not bleeping out any names of lakes. So if they say it, it's staying on there. Okay, I understand the concept now. But even Jerry just now, like he his favorite fish was a fish his grandson caught. That, no, well he yeah, but he was there helping or what you know, he taught oh, okay, the grandson how to fish and then the grandson caught the fish. I mean, that's a that's a great story. I was there for this next one. I was there. You were you were there for this next one coming up? Yes. All right, well next we got Matt Califano and uh he caught an awesome walleye, and he's here to tell us about it. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going on, Matt? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Uh, yeah, it was funny because, you know, I, it's definitely not a secret. It's not going to burn a spot. But uh, obviously, like a Packham Guide Service has been on Greenwood Lake this fall. Uh, what with the drawdown for, for Packham? Right. So uh, Aaron, Aaron and I got there a little early one day. And I mean, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a fly fisherman. I maybe have maybe have spin casted 10 times this year. 
and I've been on the water. I mean, I track my days for like pro staff applications. I've been on the water over 150 days. So like, you know, it's not often that I have a spinning rod, but uh, we were meeting Joe and we had a spot that was really, really doing well. And we didn't want to burn the spot by fishing it before Joe was basically in the boat with us. So that time of year, uh, all the real quality walleye we were getting were basically coming within five feet of the same depth. So uh, we basically were like, all right, well, we'll stay close to the marina because we know Joe's going to be here in like 20 minutes. And uh, we'll just go, you know, find a spot on the depth finder that has this depth that we haven't fished yet. So we found this little tiny finger at that depth. And I think it was like the third cast. I just get thumped. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't spin fish in a walleye fish a lot, but I knew enough to know it was a good fish. Wait, and you were, you didn't, you didn't catch this walleye fly fishing? No, 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 no. It was, came out of, you know, over 20 feet yeah. of water. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. The next guest. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was funny because, you know, I knew it was a good one. I reel it up and, uh, you know, it was, it was a monster. It wound up coming in 28 inches and, uh, eight and a half pounds which was obviously my personal best walleye. I mean, at that point, you know, I think it's seven pound walleye previous was my best one that I caught like the week before. And that's, um, and that's the, that's the current leader for a skillful angler board. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it blew away the one previous, I think the one previous was 24 and a half. So, I mean, it, it wasn't even close. Like it, it was Joe's Joe's the one who told me about it. What is he's, he's like, you should, <laughs> He's like, you should check out Skillful Angler, and because I'm pretty sure that would Deuce, that be. Hold on, a Deuce, are you are you getting this, Deuce? What is that egg? That's eggplant, Daddy, in a in a Santa hat. What? Are, so, well, hold on a second. All right, so so there was a little bit of controversy with the walleye this year, with the skillful angler. So, Eggplant Daddy also I caught see. a big walleye this year. Oh yeah. And they so sent. Oh, so he's got he's got the patch sewed to his ass. <laughs> I know. I, I know some people just listen to this podcast and don't watch it on youtube but we're looking at eggplant daddy right now in a santa hat with a skillful angler patch sewed to his ass and a certificate with his name on it with a big what how big was eggplant daddy's wall uh can you read 20, that joe 28 and a half oh man hold on a second but the reason the state still has matt uh, certified is because they will not certify eggplant daddy as a human and uh, so they're leaving Matt as the leader. Matt, that's why eggplant daddy's here today. Oh man, oh, my hat, my hat's off to eggplant daddy. That was uh, that's some catch. <laughs> I mean, don't tell me, don't tell me you got it on a fly rod. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I don't think so. I wouldn't believe he he's nodding, yes. No, oh, no, no, no. My no. stars. <laughs> I think I think he's bullshitting us. Bullshit. Now, I did see Eggplant Daddy act. I mean, 
he he was kind of teasing you. He's busting your balls online. I don't know if you, he called you Matt Cauliflowerano. Oh my! I don't know stomach. if you saw that. I did not. Ugh. I'm gonna have I mean, some words. I make a good eggplant parm. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! So there's a d- eggplant daddy's in on the turf war. On uh, why well, is he back? Why, why is I Jerry? Don't know. <laughs> I, I just hope to God we don't lose control of this episode like we lost control of the NJ Fishing Mayhem Christmas party. Can we get Eggplant Daddy off the screen now? I've had enough. Yeah, of him. Get rid of Eggplant Daddy, Matt. What are I know you had oh, said I, in the oh, in Eggplant the text, Daddy's waving. Okay, you had a couple other uh, pretty notable crazy catches this year. Yeah. Like, the walleye may have not even been your favorite one. No, correct? my favorite my favorite one for the whole year was uh I actually pulled a like a 28-inch rainbow trout out of out of my own lake with my own friends on opening day trout. And that was that was crazy. It was a stalker, obviously. So there was it was much less skill required than catching, you know, even a fish smaller than that that's a wild fish in a river. But I was in the boat with two of my best friends. And, you know, we had a nice, we were sharing a nice bottle of whiskey and uh, this fish just pasted an ultralight. And by the time we got it to the boat, it was a 28 inch rainbow. And I have it at the taxidermist right now because my lake gets up to 80 degrees in the summer. So there's no way that fish would survive through the summer. So yeah. uh, that was probably my favorite catch. And then I did get uh, an ice out this year, a uh, 10 pound, six ounce largemouth. Uh, so that hey, was the closest. Are you serious? That's That's crazy. That was the closest I ever got to breaking a state record in anything. Was that but, in a uh, smaller you know, lake or a bigger lake? Yeah, it was It was in my private lake. So, I mean, okay. the amount of people who fish it, you know, you can count on one hand. There's like five people who fish it regularly. Did so, you get a, did I, you I get a length on it by any chance? No, I just had my bogus with me. I didn't have tape. Oh. Um, but What would you did, guess the length is on a fish like that? Sometimes they're fatter and shorter. Sometimes they're longer and... Yeah, it, it didn't seem like it was that long, to be honest. It was just built like a tank. It was really, really fat. That so probably like, had like eight bluegills in its stomach, each yeah. adding like a <laughs> pound to it. And it definitely was. It was, it was, that was a really nice, nice catch too for, from this year. But if you told me you caught that in a public New Jersey lake, I was sitting here ready to call you bullshit. Oh, yeah. No, so I'll, 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 I'll believe it from a private lake, but that's, that's an awesome I, catch. I, to put it to just to give you it's it's that kind of lake just no one no one fishes it so it's it's ridiculous joe would you largemouth bass fish on a lake like that no Well, Joe, you guys are welcome oh, to ice fish it this winter. I'll if ice actually, fish. Yeah, there you go. Oh, are you serious? If it actually freezes, you're welcome to ice fish it. Because okay, we yeah. just agreed to ice fishing on that lake, we just cursed the entire season. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just ruined the ice fishing season, Matt Califlowerano. And I've uh, never caught a stillwater fish on a fly rod ever. Really? No, I've never tried. Oh. oh, they're fun, man. Smallmouth, especially. Smallmouth are great on a player. Yeah, I've never, never done it. No, you got a oh. lot of things to do this coming year. 
Yeah, yeah. We, can fix that. we can fix that this year, too. <laughs> All right, we, well, we definitely have to fix that. All right, I'm going to say goodbye to you now. Chris is going to ask you probably one more question to make you stay here for another five no, minutes. I'm not going to hold him here against his will. I, you know, I just thanks for coming on and thank uh, you for coming on. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah, you guys, you guys tell Eggplant Daddy I'm coming for him next year. Awesome. Uh, I think he <laughs> knows, and he's uh, coming for everyone. Eggplant Daddy, I mean, he he. He knows how to catch a big fish. You follow him. All right. See you guys. Awesome, awesome fish. Awesome stories, man. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. Take care. So that was cool. Um, Yeah, eggplant daddy. I did not see that coming, but uh, there was, you know, a little bit of controversy. Eggplant daddy did technically catch a bigger fish, but – you know, the NJ Fish and Wildlife, uh, after consideration, would not include an eggplant in the Skillful Angler leaderboard. I, I don't know what to say. Both fish are awesome fish, and we'll just move on. Next, we have the hybrid striped bass Skillful Angler leader, Joe Santiago. No, that's not accurate. Oh, okay. All right. No, next we have. Uh, well, you can talk about that after. I don't we... want to. I'm just disgusted. No, no. Well, I'm. I'll ask you about it later. I don't want to. I'm, I'm uh, we done. got we got Chris Lido on next uh, of the Gambler. And, Wasn't Chris uh, Lido just here a week ago? Why is he hit back again? Well, he had such a good time, and he was at the NJ Fishing Christmas party, and he, him, and his wife told me he <clears> had <throat> such a good time. They love watching the show. And so, and I figured he has to have some awesome stories from 2023 because well, even what, if they're not I his very get, own. Chris, I need to get right down to this. First of all, what are we doing about Madusky? Because he stiffed us on the party. I mean, we we have to retaliate somehow. Do, uh, Chris, do you know Mark Madusky as well? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so this guy... Uh, he only he, signed up to come once Lido did. We yeah. asked him for three months. Mark, will uh, you please come? Uh, no, I won't okay. come. No, I won't okay. come. Oh, Chris yeah. Lido's going. Oh, I'll go. Well, was, it what? You know, no, that's not totally true. He so at first we asked him if he wanted to come. He said, "No, nah, that sounds stupid." But then pretty quickly after that, he realized it wasn't, and he did want to come. So he said he he was actually going to come. Yeah, exactly. And, and then out of nowhere, he's like, ah, I can't go anymore. <sighs> and, and we're just like, okay, whatever for, it is what it is. Did he really yeah. say he can't go anymore? I this think he just didn't time. show up. No, no. Oh, no, no, Joe. This, that was the first time. Oh, the first one. Okay. Then, yeah. Now I didn't know that he only then wanted to come again because his buddy Lito. Chris Lido oh, is coming. I didn't know that part, but oh, that total, makes sense. It, Total yeah. fangirl job. No, I ain't going. No, I ain't going. Oh, Chris Lido's going? Yeah, I got a babysitter. I'll go right yeah. away. Yeah, he was like right right at the end. But uh, Mark texted me today. Us. <laughs> stiffed us. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, I guess there was more food at the buffet for me then, you know, because you know, I certainly <laughs> went to town on that. <laughs> Although well, that was one of that was one of the the few complaints that people had was there's supposed to be more pizza and the place just stopped putting out pizza. I didn't get any pizza. Oh, Jed Long brought me like 
one of eight pieces. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, if, you, as, if you know Jen Wong, you you're hooked up. He he has yeah. connections everywhere. I yeah. know Jen Wong. I'm friends with Jen Wong. He didn't bring me no pizza. Yeah, he just Jen, asked him. Yeah, I think it was more for my wife, if you know what I mean. I think Jen would want to bring <laughs> a few slices and be uh, uh, quite the host, you know. <laughs> Jen was crushing on your wife. Uh, you know, Jen was being Jen. You know. All right, he's uh, he's know? a gentleman. He was being a yeah. gentleman. No, he had Jen's the Terminator. Home. Was he wearing the Terminator jacket, the the yeah. leather uh, thirty pound jacket? Yeah, he took. He told me his piece was in there, but I didn't. It wasn't in there. <laughs> <laughs> I got. A, I have. A, I have a picture that I'm going to throw up right now that has uh, Chris Lito trying to steal Jen Wong's jacket and walk out of it, but he caught him. Right. Oh yeah. So uh, throw, it, throw it up there, Chris. Throw it oh, up I, there. I already did. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. I put on Chino's. I call him Chino. It's an old old name, but. Uh, I put oh, on his God. jacket and I was like, "Hey, check it out!" And I was doing the, you know, doing the total Jen Wong, you know. He's got to do it. He throws yeah, off awesome. his sign, you know. So, but what a fun time! I mean, that was great. And uh, you know, Tara and her dad used to go back in the day when, and Jerry would do it, and he'd get the guys from Wicked Tuna and everything. But now I've met like kind of like Max did the speech and everything. I've met so many people that like I've communicated with over the past two decades, three decades, or however it is. I'm going to be 50 next week, so I've been at this a while. And uh, just to meet some of these people, like in person, you know, the Facebook requests were flying back and forth today. It was fantastic. So, yeah. No, that that's, Thanks, and that's, that's what it's all about, too. It's like uh, people who have people never talked to each other, people who have only talked on the Internet. They're all getting together. I, I saw all kinds of interactions. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally cool. Totally cool. So, so Chris, you, you had a couple of catches. As soon as I asked you, you were like, oh, yeah, I got some I got some cool stories. Uh, we don't have a ton of time for each person, but uh, if you, you could tell two two quick ones if you want to. I think you said you want yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, I sent you a couple picks, right? What, yeah. Yeah. The first one you got up there. Oh, we throw all the pictures up in uh, afterwards, but you sent me a really nice rainbow trout. So that that rainbow. So I've been I've been fishing the the river. That was the first place I really learned to fish in Jersey was on the river. You know, Nightcrawler, Zebco 202, a couple of split shots. But this particular area, uh, two years ago, a giant oak tree fell right, bam, smack in the middle of it. I'm talking about not a sapling. I'm talking about like a six foot wide, hundreds year old oak and totally kind of destroyed the place. But I still like to fish it because the trout live in and around the, the branches and under the trunk and everything. And it was May and I saw some uh, subsurface feeding on uh, caddis larvae. They were flashing, flashing, flashing. And uh, I drifted a, a, a tandem nymph through there i usually use like a a bead head and then i tie a dropper you know about 14 16 inches you know to the bend of the the bead head and then fish my smaller nymph off that i don't euro nymph i, I like to to nymph without an indicator you know with, with, by watching the end of my fly line and that's how i learn and uh sure enough this big huge trout flashes out takes it Starts 10 feet up river, jumps in the air. My jaw hits the ground. 
and um, I was at a stalemate. So I was using the, you can see it in the picture. It's a Douglas eight foot four upstream rod, which is very slow action, low modulus. That's what I like to fish kind of retro style equipment, you know, going back to bamboo it's, and fiberglass. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's making the, the regular size trout a lot more fun, but you're kicking yourself when you hook into something like that. I was like flipping out and I'm like, I'm at the old stalemate, right? So the fish yeah. is in the current, the fish is in the current, just doing nothing and I can't move it. So finally it like turns course and does 180 races towards the log. And I just happened to put a little bit of side pressure and put it up onto a gravel, like into the gravel bar and the fish didn't have any more water under it. So it was like floundering right there, and I came in, I netted it, and um, it was this awesome fish. It was on a size 16 olive RS2 for merger. And, um, you know, I get the, the rep as being a saltwater guy, but that's how I grew up fishing on the river. What and, size uh, was it? What size you say? A 16, Joe. A little 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you don't like fishing strike indicators? I don't. I never have. Nope. Really? See, I love... I fish exactly the same as you. I don't. I. I. I don't euro nymph, but I yeah. can't fish without the indicator. Yeah. You have to have it. But I'm affiliated with a northern fly shop that's been doing these guide trips and things for years, and the owner passed away. But I've been working in and out of there for about ten years. Every new person that I get to teach them fly fishing gets the indicator, not only so that they can see the strike but so they can index the end of their line because more often than not, they go to cast and they have to shoot it like around a tree branch or around a rock or something. And they can't gauge where the end of their tip it is. So they're getting caught in the trees or miss, missing their mark. It lets them kind of index where they put their cast. But I just watch the end of the, the fly line. I kind of keep it real short upstream, real short, kind of roll back and just, you know, I, I used to say it's like using the force, you know, using the Jedi uh, mind tricks to know when you have a, a strike and it comes over yeah. time. That, that was my my favorite trout of this year. That thing was just beautiful, you know, looked, looked like it had been in the river a while. And uh, I got lucky. And sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, you always need a little bit of luck in anything you do. You know, you make your own luck, but at some point, there's just certain things that are out of your control, at least to some percentage, and you need a little bit of luck. But uh, sure. what I got from that story is you're a much better fly fisherman than Joe, and Joe uses a bobber to fly fish, and you don't because it's uh, less cool. Listen, <laughs> I also have indicator uh, indicator tippet, which is colored. So, yeah, like. I when not when I think the fish are scared of the indicator, I'll take it off and I'll put the, the tippet on. So it's like what he's doing, but mine's colored, so I see it move easier. Yeah, but I need something. He's just doing it with. What's nothing the difference now. between yeah. an indicator and a bobber? Hmm. One's red and white and got a spring-loaded little. Well, one of them I can tell you. Well, one a of them. Yeah. Question. There's no difference. One's twenty-five <laughs> cents at Walmart, and the other one's eight ninety-nine at the Outdoor. That's right. That's it. That's the difference. Where am no. I? Where, where am I? Lightning strikes. 
Listen, yeah. an indicator is a much more precision built instrument, dude. The airlocks, especially, they have to run in line. It's not like just a bobber. Yeah, it's a bobber. But I, I did notice you. You were like real professional about not naming the 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 bait shop. You can totally name the bait shop. Um, it was Shannon's Fly Shop, right? Yeah, Jim Holland and I were really good friends. In fact, when I was a, a youngster. Les Shannon would eat at Gronsky's Milk House in uh, Highbridge. And he and Mr. Gronsky would talk about trout fishing, and I was like a fly on the wall. And then I would go into Shannon's, and Les would be smoking Marlboro Reds and drinking like Bushmills in his coffee. I mean, a place just reeked of cigarettes, and it still did until, you know, the new owners, Abraham and Lindsay, really made it look nice, you know. But it was quite the, the hovel. For a long time, it's it's a nice little fly shop for sure. And I, I don't, you know, I only dabble in fly fishing. I, I do it when other people are going, and I tag along and, and try to pick up things here and there. Um, but I, I've I've stopped in there. It's a real nice, real nice shop. I p- had to pick up some hooks. Um, but yeah, man, that that was an awesome trout. I I actually I lost one that I don't know how big it was, but it was that same caliber of like an oh my god, like what am I gonna do? the thing looked like a steelhead and this is in New Jersey I'm talking about. And uh, Chris, you, Chris, you saw mine break off right in front of you. Yeah. No, I was, I was in that same spot early and it just, the thing just took off like a rocket jumped like three times on the third jump. It just snapped the line. I put too much pressure on it. I, you know, i just, I did not have enough experience fighting big fish on lighter leader fly tackle yeah it is what it is but a lot of people get into what i call no man's land is that they don't keep the fly line under their their pointer finger right yeah so they set the hook and their two hands come apart like this right they Mm -hmm. got the fly line in one hand and the rod in the other and now they're stuck yeah because in order to get to the reel they have to throw slack and you know how a trout is. If you throw them a little bit of slack, they're gone. So, but I, uh, did the, I did the opposite mistake. I, I didn't give him enough of, I didn't have enough line off the reel already. And then when he went, I had nothing left and I tried to like slow him down a little bit with my finger and I ended up putting too much pressure and snapping yeah. the line. Yeah. That's you know, high, mo- high modulus rods are tough too. I mean, uh, these fancy Winston's and Scott Radians and everything, they'll throw a fly line a country mile, but there's, they're so fast that there's not a lot of shock absorption there when you're fishing tight quarters and you got short lines. Yeah. Well, you, you know, just, when you're fighting a fish on a spinning rod and it takes a run, you kind of bow into them and let the drag do the work. So I kind of instinctively did that not you know like and then i'm like oh crap what am i doing snap too late but oh do you think that fish would have been would mean as much to you if you would have caught it on spinning gear nope it was on a fly i tied all right i like this oh he didn't say i'm all i I got all my look oh hey don't there's his bobbin I'm on all right. here, you know. I all got... right, this isn't a fly fishing episode, oh though, Chris. And, and you Chris, said, can you me call me later? Awesome... We'll talk off, off, uh, yeah, yeah call we'll talk, Joe man. and talk and tell him a bedtime story about fly yeah. fishing before he yeah. takes you. A use nap. a ceramic bobbin or, uh, no, 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 no. don't answer that. No, listen, no. Chris, no. you sent me another awesome picture yeah. of a tuna 
tell that story real quick because I got to know what happened with this. All right, that was that was one of the coolest fall canyon trips of the year, and it started out. Uh, it was absolutely dismal. So we got to the Hudson Canyon, a hundred miles out from Manasquan Inlet, and we're riding around looking for warm water, and we could find zero warm water. Like the the warmest water we found was like sixty three and a half degrees. So we set up and we start chunking. Um, didn't get any bites. It got starting to get dark, and I had some uh, friends in the bow that were there, and they both got hit. She lost hers, and he stayed tight to his. Well, he fought it for three and a half hours, went around the boat, like under the anchor tree and around, and eventually lost it. An hour later, same thing. Another customer comes tight to the fish, three plus hours on the rod, and we lose it. It happens Ooh. again. And, and we're getting like multiple strikes at a time, so like two, three rods would go off. This time... Two and a half, three hours into the fight, all of a sudden it comes to the top and we see it. And right behind it, it's a it's a massive big eye tuna. And right behind it is a, is a huge mako. The only reason we got that fish in is that a mako corn cobbed the tail right off of it. And we were able oh to get it in. God. So we were in the cold side of the Hudson where the big eyes like. And they always talk about wolf packs of big eyes, right? They hit and in twos yeah. and threes on the troll and same with on a chunk. And, um, that was a really memorable fish. Uh, three of us lifted it through the tuna door and got it in. And, uh, you, you want to know a tragic part about it is the guy that initially hooked it. Didn't fight it for most of the time. We did our mate, John, who's built like a brick outhouse. He was uh, just handled the rod. Yeah. He just was too tired after like 15 minutes. He's like, I can't do it. So, how big, how big was the tuna? Did you guys get a weight on it? No, no, but I'm saying, you know, 250, 275, three, 300, maybe. It lost a lot of blood. But, and, um, the, and he was fighting it on what kind of gear? Uh, probably like 60-pound test, so like, yeah. like 30 right. wide or 50, you know, 50 yeah. size reel with 60-pound test. And uh, he didn't offer one piece of fish for the rest of the passengers or crew or anything. Ooh. He took the, took the whole thing home. <laughs> wow good for yeah. him oh right. all right i mean i i give him the benefit of the doubt maybe he just didn't wasn't thinking about it i, I don't know yeah i mean it would have been nice hey everybody get a little chunk of tuna you know it was a it was a slow trip i mean we've had some great trips this year but that one uh was the the trip of the big eye tuna and i had never seen a fish fight that stubbornly for that long and eventually the fights just came down to uh, the angler not gaining any line and the tuna not moving. Like, just, that was it. Stalemate. It sounds like it's safe to say if that if that Mako didn't take that <laughs> that tuna's tail bite, <laughs> uh, you might not have been able, I mean, well, you guys probably landed the fish still, but I don't know. Nah, not on that tackle, Chris. Nah. I mean, we we were, right. it was like, like uh, elephant hunting with a BB gun. We were pretty outgunned for those <laughs> things. We're set up for 50 60 70 pound yellowfin and yeah, you know, yeah maybe it was 275 maybe it was three i don't know we we, we didn't have a scale big enough <laughs> well yeah awesome. i mean that's a pretty cool story considering that the shark actually i mean a lot of times a much bigger shark come just take half the fish ruin the whole catch this shark seems to have just taken enough 
to let you guys get that fish in. Right. But and it didn't ruin the, the, the majority and, of the fish. That's, that's it, not, didn't ruin the meat and the the teeth marks like the bite radius was like perfect mako size and the the depth of the bite was like four inches deep you can stick your hand it was like a, obviously a really big shark oh my wow. god well, that's awesome that's an awesome story yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's oh. pretty cool chris thank you so much for coming on again please call me soon about fly fishing when chris yeah. isn't around Right. So, sounds good, my friends. And uh, thanks again. It was a great time seeing everybody. And uh, yep, keep up the good work with the podcast. It's awesome. We're, we're, you guys are really generating something really positive. So thank you. Appreciate we that. Appreciate thanks, that. man. Mm -hmm. Take care. Bye. Now, that, that tuna story is awesome. I mean, that's probably my favorite it? so far. That is... Uh... Yeah, if the shark wouldn't have bit the piece off, he probably wouldn't yeah, like win. They, they were losing that battle. Like they, their gear could not land that fish. Like they couldn't handle that fish. And all this, like, talk about needing a little bit of luck and getting. Yeah. It. Uh, speaking of offshore fishing, <laughs> our next guest here, Chris. You want to introduce something? Did you for you forgot his name? I know his fucking name. Go ahead, introduce him then. It's Luke. I, I don't know how to say it. La Prairie. Yeah, right yeah, you got it. You got it again. Did he get it? Good job, Joe. Yeah, you got it again. Oh, I was just gonna call you Luke DePuke. No, we're we're not here to talk about offshore or saltwater right. fishing with you, Luke. Um, <laughs> Luke's on to share. You could share two if you want, but I know you're the one you're gonna share because I was yeah. there for it, and. It was awesome. Uh, it actually it wasn't New Jersey, but we decided early on in this podcast that we were going to include all tri-state area anywhere, you know, pretty much within driving distance because we know real anglers don't mind driving five, six hours to go fishing for even a day. <laughs> the old suicide trip. Uh, this wasn't a suicide trip. Uh, me and Lick, me and Luke joined. You, you and Lick, dude, yeah, dude, I, I, please clip that time. Nick, I, did, I did combine Luke with <laughs> Nick and call him Lick just there. <laughs> me, Luke and I went up, visited Nick to ice fish in upstate New York. Luke, tell a story, bro. All right. Um, it was February. I remember it was like February this year. New Jersey ice was pretty shit this year, so we ended up in New York just to visit Nick. Oh, yeah. It was um, bad. So we were in actually Lake Ontario itself, but obviously it doesn't freeze too well, but the, the bays and the harbors do pretty well. Um, so Nick, he fished it a bit. He gets some big crappies out of there, but he was targeting pike today, right? So he gets these big, not even big suckers, but he gets suckers maybe like this big. That's like five or six inches. Was it, wait, were, were those not the ones that we like went into some... No, like not the alley not, Asian not the food Asian store. No, oh, it was on a live shucker. We were using what did those you just too. Say? Nick made me and Luke on. So me and Luke are driving up to upstate New York, and like no, obviously never, you know that the I, trip up there's like nothing there. Like you're just driving. Yeah. But for anyone that doesn't back, know, some guy has eagle claw hooks in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've done. Yeah, like in a trailer yeah, in the driveway, we've done that thing. too. But this was like. We had to pull off into this like town in the middle of nowhere and you know, we're following Nick's directions and he's like, 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's the, on the one corner in the alley. There's this door. You go in. There's an Asian food market. They'll have these. Uh, what what the hell did he call them? Can I? I don't think I can say that. On this oh, podcast. he doesn't want you to share the name no. of the date. Didn't no, we have a, a nickname? It's a yeah. We have a nickname. I think it's the actual name of it. That's not the nickname. Oh, <laughs> that's not. A, he didn't make that name up. No, it's real. <laughs> oh, this is the dumbest name in the world. Uh, anyway, all right. So we buy. We went out of our way to do this. Buy this like weird stuff in the sketchy shop. Uh, I guess we didn't even end up catching the fish on. All right, go ahead. Are you talking yeah. about the same stuff you use here in New Jersey no. for that for putt? No, no, they're big dead baits though. Essentially, they're just big dead baits. They're kind of like a mackerel. They're like small. Yeah, don't worry about it, Joe. It's a secret. But yeah, doing we had those set up on tip ups, but also I was using some of Nick's like live suckers from uh, the bait shop in town, about like five or six inches, right? Um, so I just caught a pickerel on one. I think I was using a little shiner at first. Uh, but I took one of Nick's like big suckers, right? So if I goes off, I just caught a pickerel um, to put it back. And then for like two minutes, I'm rigging up the flag again, the tip up. And I get the live sucker on it. And just put it down, a little tip up, and I'm about to walk away. Um, before I take like five steps away, I hear a behind me. And I look back and the, the flag's up. So what happened? You're- you're thinking you just didn't uh, put the trigger yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, I must have set it up wrong because they're new tip-ups, right? And I, I think that's the first time I was using them. So it was like, oh, that's weird. So I go over to the flag and spinning is like, okay, wait a second. The sucker wasn't this lively when I put it down. Um, and I end up saying the hook with my hands, however you call that. And it's fighting pretty well. I thought it was a good pike, you know, because... I think Nick already caught like a decent pike out of here before. Um, that's what we're expecting. We're expecting like a 40 Yeah, that's kind of what we're fishing for. Yeah, so moments later, I start fighting. It's like fighting really good. It's, not, it's definitely not a pickerel. Um, and then I see it. I see the brown like body to it. And I just shout out loud, Chris, what do you remember? Brown trout. Bro, I'm just, I, I actually a I could times, not right? hear the words that he was saying. <laughs> it just sounded like a 16-year-old girl got their favorite Barbie for their birthday and they were just screaming like random stuff out loud. <laughs> That's probably how it sounded to it. That is guys. what it They're, sounded guys like. guys are probably across the ice like 100 feet, right? Maybe like 200 feet. And I'm just screaming brown trout, brown trout. I just see it and then I get to the hole, but it's not fully up yet. And then Nick like he's grinding over and he helps me up and he gets it up. And then yeah. I think you remember this part the best. Right when it hits the ice and just on the ice, I start dancing. <laughs> this guy did a fucking jig on the ice. Like literally started dancing, like kicking his feet. Like, can you can you aim the camera back and just take a couple steps back and do the dance? No, I'm not I don't have enough room yet. I don't blame him. All right. It was worth a try asking. Next time you see me, I, I can do did, it. Did, now, I know when you when you started yell. So keep in mind, just so everyone can picture this, we got the tip up set up. We were fishing for bigger fish, but when I ice fish, I like to stay busy. We had a school panfish that was moving around, and we were kind of following them. So I'm sitting there jigging, you know, crappy perch. Like, they were okay. Some of them were small. Some of them were okay. They weren't like – it was nothing crazy. When I hear him screaming, I literally, I looked up and I'm like, what an idiot. And I just went back to like fishing. I thought he was just being stupid, 
But Nick went running over to help you. Thank God. Yeah, Nick, no, did Nick he... knows when I freak out. It's something like crazy. Yeah, he, 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 he knew you actually needed help. I was just like, I just looked up and I'm like, what an idiot. And I just went back to like catching 10 inch crappies. But like, did he end up ha- grabbing that fish for you? Help you land it? Or he did help? He did help me. I'm yeah. I, I mean, you tell That's me true. that would have been tough to land on your own. I'm sure. I was too shocked. It was a, how big was, <laughs> I think it was like a 30 inch brown trap. It was like tanky. I'll, I'll send you the pictures. Oh yeah. I'm popping the picture up on here while you're talking about, it. but, uh, did you, did we measure it or we didn't have a measuring tape? I don't remember. Um, I forget what it was a measurement, but it was my PB of course. I, oh, I like, was, I haven't. Yeah. It was an awesome fish. Yeah, it was after, a nice fish. After I, I saw him start dancing and Nick's like, Oh, I'm like, Oh shit. They're serious. And I go running over. I'm like, Holy shit. I start taking this picture. And I'm like, we got some nice pictures real quick and we were able to release that thing back and oh my god, that was that was awesome. I'm glad I was there for that. That was awesome. I was so glad both of you were there for that. That made my whole entire ice fishing season. Something, something had to because nothing that happened in I think we, we we didn't even ice fish in 2023. There was no ice fishing. We were able to get on the ice here in New Jersey between last Christmas and New Year's, and that was it. And that yeah, was I remember last year was around Christmas time, and then we were all hopeful for ice yeah. fishing. Nope, it all disappeared. It so never came so back. And now, because you just told an ice fishing story, you cursed this year's too. You're the second person to curse the ice fishing season on this episode. So thank you for that. <laughs> but Luke, buy me in New York when they have ice. What? <laughs> What'd you say? me yeah what did you say i said catch me in new york when they always have ice uh, yeah well they barely had ice last year i mean they barely we did but we still got we didn't ice. get the fish wherever we wanted we could no, only we do certain spots yeah. but uh now luke it was an awesome catch i'm glad you came on to share it with everyone else listening and uh thanks for coming on and yes. uh we'll fish soon we'll talk to you soon see you see you Bye. luke Joe. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, Joe. I don't that 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 brown chat was awesome. There's <laughs> no other way to describe it. But uh, I can't even imagine. Uh, I mean, I've caught them on like, I've caught those big giant trout up on like that one private lake where my where Scott lives. But yeah, that's not the same as a wild one. Like not a wild one, but one out on a public lake. Oh, like yeah, it's been it's insane. been going through the process. Well, it's not a stocked fish anymore. At that yeah, point, in my eyes. That would be so uh, really sick, especially yeah. if it. Imagine if it was on the jigging rod instead of the tip up. And oh, God, yeah, that would have been awesome. But uh, right, we're gonna we're gonna circle around back to saltwater now. <laughs> we got Jerry's brother Joe Zagorski on here now with us. What's up, Joe? What's happening? Hello, Joe. Nice to have you. Thanks. Glad you recovered from the Christmas party. Oh, I know. I'm a reform, so 32 years dry for me. Oh, all right. Hey, good. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't do much either. I didn't have time, but uh, at the the sodas or whatever you wanted to drink elsewise was fr- was included too, right? I mean, you bet. And you looked like yeah. I mean, you had a good time anyway. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody had a good time. It was a good party, no doubt. Yeah. So. uh uh, Jerry was telling me you had this crazy tog story from the Osprey and I, I had to, I have to hear it. And I don't, I don't <laughs> know what the story is. He did not tell me Joe has no idea. So this is the first time 
this is the first time we're hearing it but interesting so anyway uh, myself my brother um artie and tim go out on the osprey this was somewhere around january and uh we're fishing and fishing and fishing and it bites a little slow and i decided to go from a rig to a jig and uh casted just said one of the hail mary ones because the bite was bad so i threw it probably 200 feet from the boat but it hit the bottom. as soon as it hit the bottom it i just watched the line just started walking <laughs> set the hook fought it for quite a bit of time hard time getting it off the bottom get it to the boat and it's a beautiful like 13 14 pound fish how, how nerve-wracking was hooking what you know is probably that big of a tog on, on the jigging setup versus obviously if you want the upper hand on the fish you want to be using a bait setup right I oh mean, definitely definitely conventional if you want a heads up on a fish i mean i'm using my traditional conventional rod is 55 pound braid 60 pound top shot so i'm pretty confident that you know i can muscle most fish if you swing right swing hard keep them up and let them try to swim his way back down but keep pressure on them you're good but when you're fishing a light spinning rod 20 pound test 30 pound <laughs> 30 pound leader and uh, got, and you just sent it out into no man's land you exactly. don't know what kind of structures out there <laughs> that's exactly wait yeah it. do you do you ever cast uh your jig is that a normal thing you do or no oh usually a little bit here and there you know depending on the current and things like that you want to you know test it's it's like it's like traditional rig fishing where you're looking for a piece of structure so you're searching with the jig and it's not like you're bouncing it up and down you're trying to get it on the bottom and then just kind of skid it along until you find a piece of structure and it stops or it gets stuck or there's some friction so you're just looking for a differentiation in the bottom but generally, I'm only casting it maybe 20 feet, 30 feet tops from the boat. But there weren't any bites near the boat. And I was getting a little frustrated. And I'm saying, okay, you know, I'll kiss this jig goodbye. You know, <laughs> give it a little, put a nice crab on it, gave it a little kiss. Say, you know, I'll probably <laughs> never see you again. And, <laughs> and sent it for a shot. And, uh, you know, when that fish picked it up and I, and I saw the line running, and I set the hook, I'm like, okay, I'm not even straight up and down on the fish. You know? <laughs> so it's like your butthole gets about that big. <laughs> and, you know, you're just trying to keep some friction on the fish. It's peel and drag. You can't stop it from going down with the tackle. No, you fish. just... <laughs> if you lock it up, if you lock up your drag, you're going to bust your line. Yeah. Because you're fishing light. So I finally got it up, you know, five, six cranks, made a couple runs get into the boat it's an absolutely beautiful fish and it's in good condition because we're fishing too deep so yeah. you know everybody's admiring the fish we get a couple photos of the fish i make sure that we get it back in the water as soon as possible mm -hmm. to revive it make sure it's good got it in a net put it back in the boat that fish went immediately right back to the bottom nice and healthy how did you get a weight on or a measurement or you just estimated 13 and a half 13 and nice. a half pounds monster yeah, yeah monster talk yeah nice talk. do you we, dip the weights in the red paint too say that again 
You dip your weights in the red paint too. I spray paint some. I've spray paint my sinkers. Yeah, red. You do. Okay. Yeah. You still haven't done that, Joe? I, I'm trying to buy the right stuff. <laughs> it's not the right stuff. I use Krylon. Get it at the hardware store. <laughs> I just try to rough mine up so they don't shine anymore. I mean, oh. they just say, you know, I don't know what. I mean, my 21 and a half pound tog, which is hanging on the wall behind me over here, uh, that was caught on a red sinker. And I've been, you know, I've been fishing red sinkers ever since. I, you know, it's like. Did you say it's 21 and a half pound? 21 and a half. Is your camera like movable? Can you point? Can we see that fish? Is there a picture? Can we get a picture of it up on the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I could throw up a picture. Uh, Everyone watching the podcast getting motion sickness. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, I can't get a very good shot of it. It's it's blurry because of the background, but you can tell how big it is. I mean. Yeah. It was an absolute beast of a fish. Man. Wow. That is awesome. What year was that? That one was 2016, I believe. Oh my god! On the fishmonger with Captain Jerry. First time. Oh, don't, don't get ne- Joe ne- started never, on the fishmonger. I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the twenty first uh, twenty over twenty uh, twenty pounder over Todd caught on his boat. Wow! Really? And oh, wait, he's yeah. caught bigger since or no? One uh, gentleman named Bob, uh, and it was I think the the following year was our. Was it on? I think it was on our our New Year's Eve trip. Was there? It's, it's like this gentleman Bob pays for the entire boat, and Jerry takes whoever Jerry and Bob want to take. And it's usually only six or seven of us, and we fish a half a day. And I was fishing right next to Bob, and Bob's an elderly gentleman, not in very wasn't in very good physical condition, and. Um, we're both fishing the same spot, and all of a sudden I look over and Bob's locked up on a giant, and I'm and I'm trying I'm biting my lip because I don't want to say anything because he's doing all these things wrong, and I, and his reel is twisting to the right, and he's trying to reel, and his hand because he doesn't have much strength in his hand keeps yeah. sliding off the crank of the reel, oh, man. just keeps sliding off, and finally we get it to the boat, two of us. Each grabbed a net. We got it from each side and boarded the boat. And that was a that was a twenty-two and a half pound fish. They had to net it with two nets. Well, we just wanted to make sure we got the fish. So right. on one side, I think I'm not sure it was Sean or Roger on the other side, where we just made sure that whichever way the fish was facing when it got to the top, that one of us had a net on it. Man, that I mean that's. Talk about being ready for anything. That <laughs> well, I do know. Is... I do want to know what it's like to fish next to someone that's doing a lot of weird, wrong stuff, and it's pretty, it's pretty cringy. But uh... well, you got to, you know, you know the same thing I know about fishing, and that is, in my opinion, fifty percent of fishing is luck. You have that's to why, be lucky. That's you why have I to be lucky enough to get the bite. You have to be lucky enough that your line's not frayed. And you've got to be lucky enough that the fish swims the right way that you're able to get it to where you wanted to get it and get it in the net. So there's so many things, so many lucky things that you have to have going in your favor 
to land a fish of a lifetime, regardless of species. It's one of those yeah. things where, you know, right day, right bait, right place, fish are hungry, everything goes your way. You know, you can yeah. only do so much as an angler. Right. And, and, and I know you, you didn't hear our previous guests, but this is not the first time that attributing a awesome catch to some luck. It, it's been mentioned already, I think two other times already. I mean, and you're absolutely right. There's nothing in fishing that's ever going to not involve some aspect of luck. Whatever percentage you want to tag onto it is always going to be some. Yes, no doubt. But Joe, I there, uh, there's some other part of that story that I, that I cut yeah. you off with with that big fish. Uh, yes. So go ahead and continue because I because Jerry so, mentioned something. So about ten fifteen minutes ago by, and uh, I'm fishing. You know, again next to Tim like I always do. Tim and I are like bookends. We fish together all the time, and Tim throws down a jig, right crab, everything, right where we had been fishing, nowhere near where I had casted. And all of a sudden, I see his rod double over. And I'm, you know, and I'm saying to myself, boy, I hope he gets it off the bottom. I hope he gets it off the bottom. I hope he gets it off the bottom. And he fought the fish for a good amount of time and finally got it up, a few cranks, and finally got it to the top. Another beautiful fish weighed somewhere in the, you know, 12, almost 13 pounds. And getting pictures of it tim drops the freaking fish on his head and kills the fish instead of releasing it so we can't release the fish because now he's mortally wounded the poor thing and because the rule on the boat is possession tim gets all the money from the pool and he wins the entire season prize for the boat for the biggest fish on the boat because it actually was possessed. So, so hold on. Beautiful custom rod. And uh, <laughs> and that's how it went down. So so you caught this this big 13, I forget the ounces, but over 13 pound fish. Yeah. yeah. You did you know at that time that that would have been the current leader? Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so I mean that's pretty respectable. You still wanted to release this fish because it was big and and you you want to, you know, help the population that's uh, respectable right release yeah. the fish for me You're... it's you know it's not the kill it's the thrill to chase for me i've got enough tog in my lifetime and uh yeah i want somebody else to be able to enjoy a, a fight of a fish i mean like that's that. admirable i gotta say that that's pretty cool and it cost but... me a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> so that the the then your buddy I'm a, he would have he wanted to release his big fish too. He's an experienced yeah. hog angler, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. And it slipped out of his hands and, and died and ended up <laughs> <laughs> giving up getting him the money and a brand new custom rod. Oh man. If I was him, so like if that was me and Joe Santiago and we're and this happened to us, and I was the guy who accidentally dropped the fish. Like a year later, I would have lied and admitted to Joe that I dropped the fish on purpose just so I could <laughs> just mess with him. We do joke about that constantly. <laughs> I always tell him, but, but, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. I really didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. Again, we've caught a lot of big fish together, and 
Our thing has always been, you know, nine pounds or over for all the big fish, even even if it's not a double digit. If it's nine pounds or so, we're generally letting the fish go. And yeah, I don't I... eat fish anyway, so it's like for me. Oh, really? Like, there's no there's no reason for me to take any fish. Oh, if I just other people on the boat that want fish and i'm catching fish generally i'm giving it giving it away you don't eat fish at all huh no never liked it or no it's not filling for me it's like you know there's just not enough it's i'm a meat and potatoes guy i hear you i hear you you know my my neighbors love me (laughs) oh if they like fish oh i'm sure you could always i'm sure you could trade it for so you know yeah, for nice uh, dinners here and there, but you know. Hey, I mean, if I I don't like to freeze fish, so if I have extra fish, I I I try to trade it. If I'm not going to eat it fresh, I'd rather someone else eat it fresh than me, me freeze too. it for myself. Me so too. I do, I, I give away a lot of fish too. Trade it, you know, kind of trade it for uh, you know. You got you got fresh eggs. You got you want to make me a pizza, homemade Italian pizza, whatever you know, whatever. Yeah, that's a good deal, uh, Joe. I, I, that's an awesome story. Uh, thank you for coming on and sharing it. Uh, I haven't, I haven't caught my double digit tog yet. Uh, <laughs> I had three trips canceled this year, which just killing me. That had one down in Cape May with Frank, another one down in Cape May, all got canceled. But yeah, that's that's unfortunately, you know, once you get once you get get into through November and you start getting into December. It's like 50% of my trips get blown out, at least 50. Sometimes it's worse, and I pray most of the time that at least 50 get get canceled because I'm booking two days in a row, and I can't yeah. fish two days in a row anymore <laughs> at my age. So it's I, like I'm rolling a dice. That's how you have to do it, though. And I mean, like, well, let me just let me throw this out there right now. If you ever book two in a row and you're too tired for the second day and they're both going, uh, now you have my number. Uh, so Sweet. you give me a call. Sweet. I, that's what it. you gotta do, though. I yeah. I don't I don't get on in on enough trips and then I roll the dice. I'm because I'm thinking like if I do all these trips and they all go, I'm gonna freaking have to sell my truck and go bankrupt. Exactly. The other safe bet normally, which I use a lot in January and February. Unfortunately, I can't use January this year with the Osprey, but I can use like the Starlight Fleet that, that's out of Wildwood. And they're good. They're both good good fishermen. And it's like it's a bigger boat. So there's a less chance of getting blown out. And yeah. I always have bait laying somewhere. So it's like I'll book big boat trips. I'll book cut boat trips. I'm not, you know. It's not all charters for me. I, I do enjoy fishing with a less lesser amount of people, but I have a lesser chance of going too. And the thing that does yeah. think about charters is when you're chartering a boat and that forecast is questionable and that captain doesn't call it off until six or seven o'clock the day before, generally you're not going to get on another popular boat yeah. that you want to get on at that short of notice. They're usually booked. No, yeah, exactly. So, well, no, if you ever have an open spot, or I, I'm I'm always looking for to try to get in on some of these trips, and uh, you know, get my double digit one. That my biggest one's about eight pounds. Uh, trying to Good get that fish. double digit. So, but I love it. Tog fishing is just it's awesome to me. Yeah, I, there might be a couple openings either. I think it's I might have an opening 
on the 9th, though, it was the 9th of January in Cape May with um, with Fish and Fever. A friend of mine's got a trip. He might he might have a spot if you're interested. Just shoot me a text later on tomorrow or whatever. Look at your calendar. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a week. Oh, no, I'll text. That's, I was going on that boat. That's one of the trips that got canceled recently. <laughs> yeah. Tom's no, well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, thank you for the Christmas party uh, for coming, and that was awesome. Yeah, I was happy to come support everybody there and support the cause, which is an important one. I'm a I'm a veteran, not one that served in oh. any wars, but I did my four and a half years in the Air Force, and uh, it's near and dear to me. That I, I you know what I did not know that, and thank you for your service. And yeah, uh, thank you for your service. Yeah, pleasure. I thank you for coming on. Thing and, uh, Best thing that ever happened to me. Hopefully, yeah, you could uh, hook us up with some tog spots. Unless it's Pastorino, we don't want to fish with him. Anyway, uh, I, I do. I do. No, not me. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You, my pleasure. Take care, bud. Uh, All right. So our next and final guest, uh. Chris, when we started the podcast, uh, we made the skillful angler a pretty big part of it. A lot of people didn't participate in it that this year, I think, did. I'm not muted. He's not talking to you, Joe. <laughs> Screw you, dude. So we uh, got a lot of par- people participated uh, in the skillful angler we have Katie Lynn, who is here, who uh, I believe participated for her first year and broke multiple multiple slams and masters. Um, not slams. I honestly didn't know about the Skillful Angler program until June, because um, that's when I caught my walleye. And that's when Max kind of brought up that there was a program. So that's what I looked into it and then i also didn't know that there was a minimum who is max huh max who is max max mustache wilson no no (laughs) no no yeah he's some he's just some kid so he he told me about it and um so it was june it was like the beginning of june and then i didn't realize there was a minimum for the fish i thought you just had to beat the highest person so for the longest time i never even measured my fish or weighed my fish so um from june until november is when i got my masters for all of them i had a bullhead pickerel sunfish walleye and perch did you just read that off of a paper yeah i have it in front of me <laughs> she came prepared obviously i did she's wearing her christmas wearing my ken obviously i'm because of ken beam really the whole reason i became a part of this facebook page was because of ken beam now, what, what is your what beef with Ken Beam? What what is um, done? To I you? won the contest. Max said, "Hey, you gotta put this. Uh, you gotta post a picture on this Facebook page wearing this hat, and uh, you could win a, a charter trip." And I was like, <laughs> "I'm never gonna win this trip, but sure, I'll do it." And uh, somehow I won this salmon trip from uh, Scott Tarnowski from through you guys, and I was able to fish for salmon for the first time in my life. It was the only fish I ever caught off of a boat, really. My master's nice. was all shore fishing because shore fishing is the way to go. That's how you figure out if you're a real fisher person. Oh, that's my inaccurate. God. There's not fisher person is not an existing word. It's angler. <laughs> angler. Angler. 
first of all, um, how did your second boat trip ever go? Uh, I got sick. We have video. <laughs> Chris, so you can have, you put a picture up. So this is yeah, I'll definitely put a picture up of her. I do uh, want to try again though. I do. Oh. I'm gonna. That, I'm. I am gonna try again. Oh, okay. Um, you want to come with me and Max tog fishing? I feel like it would be better to try a like summer or spring. Isn't she's, it like more calm then? No, nah, she's scared. Yeah. And so it's Actually, another person <laughs> who claims. It's another person no, be- who claims that. Land-based fishing is better, and guess what? They get seasick. Another seasick, another seasick person that doesn't own a boat that's telling me shore school. I do own a boat. I've well, my, my dad owns a boat. It's like there's a, a whole license, hole. and I live on a lake, and I still fur fishing. No, you're land. scared. You're scared to drive the boat. Something. You're an something. anomaly. <laughs> She's laughing because it's true. It may be a little true, but well, out of out of all those. Uh, Nice no, I did have to say it. a serious, serious on a serious note, with the seasickness thing, uh, you get a lot worse seasick the hotter out it is than when you're freezing cold. You don't get as seasick. I did think that helped me a lot. I mean, I was sweating my ass off in like thirty degree weather, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I mean, oh that's when you got it was thirty degrees. It was really sick. it was freaking freezing that day, and I was. yeah you're just a land dweller yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyway back to the fish out of those nice skillful angler fish that you caught to complete the and for anyone listening that doesn't know you caught five different species of fish over a certain size each one depending on the species what's for what's considered a big fish of that species you caught five different species which one was your favorite? Like, which one has the coolest story attached to it? I'd say the walleye, because I spent hours that night fishing off my dock with this lure, just casting it and casting it. And You're it was telling one... me, sorry, you were standing in one spot, casting over and over again into the same, like, five spots in front of you? For, for hours. hours? For hours. Um. Yeah, but she lives in a fairly good... I'm not going to burn it, but she lives in a spot that we would fish with our boats from. Would, would you anchor your boat and cast at the same 180 no. for hours? No, that's what these land dwellers do. <laughs> we had, that. like, live stuff going, too. You know, I had, like, hot dogs out, but to kill the time, that's why I'm waiting for those hot dogs to get hit. You know, I'm casting. And uh, for hours, you know, I was just about to pack up. It's like 1.45 in the morning. And it just slammed it. And, I mean, I didn't expect it to be as big as it was, honestly. Like, I reeled it in. Max was like, no way. This has to be, like, a record. And I was like, you know, it's, it's big. It was huge. Wait, 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 wait. Max said it was a record? Yeah, he did. For, like... That's when you said the skill for this at the time for the skill for angler, it was Wait. the record for the skill for angler. But oh, it was bees. Oh, it was be, It's now beaten by the Greenwood Lake dwellers easily. Gotcha. But it's, at the time, yeah, it was been... the the record. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, I mean, the lead. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Held the spot for the biggest walleye for well, it, a couple of months, a couple of weeks. It was six pounds and eleven ounces, and then it was um. I didn't have it. Was off a. Um, we don't care what it weighed. It wasn't a bump board though. It was a. No one cares. No one it was cares. twenty-six inches. 
Um, That's now, a nice, are respectable you, New Jersey walleye. Are you already setting goals for next year of uh, things that you have to beat? I definitely want to get a skillful angler carp because I had one in the beginning of the season for sure, but I didn't know about it. So I didn't like sit it or anything. Um, I want to take my dad out and catch a shark because I went out with Louie and our friend Christian and I got my first shark this year. And um, my dad, I think, would really like catching a shark. He's um, a big fisher person, or angler, sorry, fisherman. He taught me everything I knew, him and my grandpa. Um, what so kind of I shark like did you catch? Out. Huh? What kind of shark did you catch? I think it was like a brown shark. Oh, with Louis Ramirez from Wetside? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought when you said you went out for... See, when I say... When you say, I went out for a shark, that to me, that means you went out on a boat. No. I'm just... Okay. So <laughs> no. We went over this already, Joe. She can't go on boats. She's a puking machine. So you want to bring again. you want to bring again. your father down to fish with Louie. I really, I do want to take him. I think he'd like that a lot. And, oh, um, cool. He's also never gotten a muskie. So when we went out with Kevin Cool, we tried that for a bit. So uh, you, we also you want to won, try targeting them. And you won a box of muskie lures from Muskie Inc. at the Christmas party. So what a coincidence. Yeah, we were talking about trying to target them more this year and him, so it was perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, Joe, if she has the patience to stand at in one spot for five hours throwing, oh, that's five true. She might like it. One hundred eighty degrees. Then I, I think <laughs> she can handle musky fishing. I hope she's not musky fishing from shore. That would just. I mean, be like, what do you think I do when I carp fish? I sit there for like twelve hours in the same spot. I mean, even that though is different like that i can handle because you throw it all out there and then you'd like go do something like you don't have to pay attention until something happens casting a lure from shore especially on a like where you're stuck in one spot <laughs> that sounds like i'm gonna wake up tonight in the middle of the night sweating like having a nightmare about this it's relaxing you just kind of like no, zone it's out. Not. all right i'm not doing this again katie thank you so much for coming on <laughs> Congratulations on all your uh, skillful angler achievements. I hope uh, you break more next year. Chris, that is my plan. Uh, tell her Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> well, by the time we put this episode out, you will have hopefully already had a Merry Christmas. And is it why? When's this episode come out? After Christmas. Oh, really? I think so. I hope so because I just said it. But uh, no, have you know? Have a happy Very new year. year. And bye. Keep going for it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Keep on sending the send. That's trademarked. You're going to have to pay money for that. And then, well, whatever. They're trespassing. I'm trespassing on his words. Can I log off now? <laughs> Just hit the red hang up button so we could go to bed here. <laughs> All right. This episode's been extremely too long for Andrew still. I guess this is the New Year's special, so everyone has something to do while well, we wait. Well, it's the 2023 recap. I mean, uh, you know, we had a couple I can't of believe, uh, I can't believe it's episode, what, 38 plus the Andy still. So 39 episodes. The Deuce thing still gets me every time. Uh, he talks and I answer him. I just can't not do it. I forget. I, I I can't believe no one else hears him either. Only I can hear him. I still just doesn't register with me. Um, 
I don't think we have anything else to say. I hope everyone had an awesome and wonderful Christmas because it's already passed. Uh, and now New Year's is coming. I went black fishing on Saturday. Hopefully that was great. Uh, <laughs> and I caught like a nine pound fish at least. You I hope. Don't start talking about stuff that hasn't happened yet. Well, it did happen because this episode's in the future. It might have happened. But now you just cursed it. But I guess we'll find out. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. And uh, we will see you in 2024.